the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, and with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be previewing week 14, the first week of the fantasy playoffs for fantasy in 2020. We've got news. We've got big questions. We've got waiver wire. Or no, we don't have waiver wire. Excuse me. We have starter sit, and we have booms and busts on the show today. And I'm, you probably couldn't tell a difference. I mean, you, I mean we... But but what happened? What happened there in the intro was something very special, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Very special. It's very special. We tried special. something new. Yeah, we tried something new. What we're doing is we played the intro. We didn't edit it in after. I shared the computer sound. I played the intro, and I think it worked. Chris, you heard it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it was so clear. weird. It was distracting me while I was trying to in- introduce the show. But, I mean, <laughs> it worked. And I mean, we've got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. Well, actually, I'm going to briefly mention a couple of waiver wire ads not mentioned on Monday's show. So technically, we have some waivers on this show. But the fantasy playoffs are upon us, and I got in by the slimmest of slim margins, and we have a story to tell. So this is what happened in our league after the draft. We had one auto draft team. They ended up quitting the league after the draft, and I gave it to another team who just was nice enough to take over the team. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, the team wasn't all that bad, but he went, the person who took it over, he went 0-4 to start the season because he had a lot of injuries. He had Michael Thomas on his team. He had Julio Jones on his team. He had DJ Moore on his team who ended up busting. He didn't really get hurt. He had James Conner who was getting injured earlier in the year. He came all the way back to get to 6-6 and and with a win in the last week, he would have made the playoffs. However, I needed him to lose. He probably got, he got very unlucky to start the week. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson were both on buys. James Conner sitting out due to COVID. Mark Andrews sitting out due to COVID. And he was facing a team that with his full strength, he was facing touchdown Kirk. And no offense, I mean, touchdown Kirk's team is solid, but I do think, no offense to touchdown Kirk, but I do think that my dad would have beaten him. Do you agree, Chris? Mm-hmm. At I full agree. strength, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He was, it was a close game. It was a very close game. And it actually came down to the Ravens defense. So, I mean, my dad, he started Frank Gore. And yeah, this is, I said, I didn't actually say this was my dad's team. But yes, this is my dad's team facing off against touchdown Kirk. But yes, it is his team. He's starting Frank Gore this week. We know what happened to Frank Gore. He got 0.2 left in the, after his first carry with a concussion and sat out for the rest of the game. And so what happened, he was winning by 2.9 heading into Tuesday, and the Ravens defense was playing for his opponent, touchdown Kirk. And touchdown Kirk needed three out of them because he was losing by 2.9. The Ravens defense, they should have gotten like 10 or something in that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that should have been an easy win. No, no, no. They had to make it really close. It was exactly three. They got exactly three. And from what I hear, the Cowboys were driving for a field goal, which, I mean, if they had made it, I think yeah, that Calvin, would, would the not The game have... ended with the Cowboys on the Ravens, like, uh, in the red zone, pretty much. Yeah, so like a touchdown, maybe not a field goal. Or would it, I guess? Yeah, Calvin, they, 388 total team yards. If they had scored, gotten 12 more yards, Calvin would have lost. If they had kicked the field goal instead of just, like, wasting time, kind of, and just going for it since they were down by so much, Calvin would have lost. If yes, well, Frank I mean, Gore touchdown Kirk injured, would have lost. Calvin I mean, would have lost. Touch, if touchdown Mark Kirk would have lost. Connor had played. Calvin wouldn't have lost. Uh, or okay, Calvin yeah, I mean, lost. He, he, when he says Calvin would have lost, he means touchdown Kirk would have lost, which would have yeah. eliminated me from the playoffs. Uh-huh. That's what I mean. None of that happened. Touchdown Kirk gets away by point one in a meaningless game for him. 
but that knocks my dad out of the playoffs with one of the best teams in the league, in my opinion, like probably top half, like deserving of the playoffs after so much bad luck, taking over an auto-drafted, wide receiver-heavy, injury-riddled team that never had its full potential all season. He came so close, and because of Frank Gore, and because of the one last drive, he lost by .1. And if Frank Gore had gotten one more yard on that rush, if he had gotten two and a half and they had rounded up to three, so half a yard more, if he had gotten that, the game would have been tied, giving my dad a better record, he would have made the playoffs, which is why I'm scared because there can be stat corrections of point one, And if there is mm-hmm. in, in yeah. favor, Wait, I want to go, I'm going to go look at out of the playoffs. Stat corrections. Let's go to a random week. I'm going to go to week seven and look at some of the stat corrections. Tell, tell us how many offensive players got a stat correction. Because if Jared my, Goff if, uh, if, in week seven got plus one passing yards. Okay. Jared Henderson got minus one rushing yards. The passing yards wouldn't have done it, but the rushing yards, yes. And um, my dad, if, my, if he gets a bonus points, he gets bonus points, or if touchdown Kirk loses points, like point one, like say Frank Gore gets an extra yard on that rush, I'm out of the playoffs. Crazy. This is insanely close. It's ridiculous, and we've spent so much time on it. But after all of that, after taking over, I've said this already, an auto-drafted team coming back from 0-4, coming back from numerous injuries, bringing it down to the last night with a player who scored 0.2. The starting running back who scored 0.2. Mm-hmm. He missed the playoffs by 0.1. All right. We played that, and that was live, too. But, all right, you want to get into it now, Chris? I think we mm-hmm. yeah, let's do that. It. So we, I, we have a couple of waiver wire ads that I thought of, not mentioned on Monday's show. Ty Johnson, because like we mentioned, Frank Gore is hurt. And Adam Gase likes to give the ball to the running back. This is an example of Adam Gase actually being good for a fantasy player. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Yeah. But Ty Johnson, 104 rushing yards, a touchdown last week. He's worth a pickup. I'm picking him up, up, up in our league. And then Logan Thomas, who has a tough matchup this week, so he's on my bust list, but he got 20 points. Both of these guys are owned in less than 40% of leagues, but he got 20 points. And um, he's worth a pickup. Some waivers have already run. Some have not. But, um, yeah, Logan Thomas had a huge uh-huh. game. Eight receptions or something. Yeah, definitely. So Logan Thomas should be picked up in most leagues, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, so it's good that the waivers are still happening. But, I mean, you wouldn't have gone wrong with the guys we mentioned. But these are two that, I mean, well, because Logan Thomas, we wouldn't have known about because we recorded that show before Monday night, which is kind of annoying. But... And then Ty Johnson, as we realized, I mean, Frank Gordon got knocked out for the whole game. I think that concussion could end up being serious and knocking him out for another. Mm-hmm. All right. Trying to, let's try to play a drop live. Let's get into some news. News. Chris, now can, you can talk over the drops if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can That'll talk be over it all I want. Yeah, you can talk over it and blah, blah, blah. Drew Brees is unlikely to play this week. random change of topic there. He's realistically targeting a week 15 return, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Didn't practice on Wednesday, which is yesterday, because this is releasing on Thursday. And uh, speaking of the podcast, which we're doing right now, (laughs) that was not a good segue. We have just hit, as of today, we are at 2,000 downloads. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded the show, supported the show, reviewed the show. Uh, sent us questions on Twitter, mainly me. I'm good most of the questions, obviously, because I'm the genius here. And, um, mm. yeah, it's just, it's nice. We'll keep putting out 
two episodes a week for the season. Probably go back to one during the off season. And we'll keep putting out, this is quality content right here. Starting it mm-hmm. off with a fantasy playoff tragedy. Yeah. Crazy. That's one of the, that's a crazy <laughs> fantasy story. Jeez. Yeah, that's going to be one I'm telling for the rest of my life. Gather round, kids. Just, I'll tell you a football story. Did you play football, Daddy? No, 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 no. Fantasy football. <laughs> no, Drew Brees is unlikely to play this week, like I said, which means Taysom Hill, we're actually going to talk about this later. So let's actually skip this for now. When Drew Brees comes back, I mean, he should be, uh, he can be started depending on the matchup, but we're going to talk about Taysom Hill later. So let's skip over this. Joe Mixon won't practice this week, according to Jeff Hobson of the Bengals official site. Um, that means I guess he's not playing this week. And we'll also talk about Giovanni Bernard later. So let's skip over that. Jalen Hurts has been named the starter at QB for the Eagles this week. And because of that, Miles Sanders should be a bigger part of the game plan this week against New Orleans. According to Nick Fierro of the morning call, there should be more short passes and screens coming from Jalen Hurts. And uh, we're gonna actually going to talk about the Eagles offense and Miles Sanders later. So let's yeah. skip over all of the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of right. funny. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what this Eagles offense can do, though, with uh, Jalen Hurts at quarterback. It's going to be a totally different dynamic, I think, from what we're used to. But it's going to be fun to watch. Doug Peterson is a risky coach, and sometimes he's a bit of a crazy coach. He makes some crazy play calls, and I'm excited to see what he's going to start doing and what he's going to draw up for uh, a much more mobile uh, Jalen Hurts. He got a bigger head with his whole um, uh, Philly special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big big ego here. All right. Mm -hmm. Ready to move on? Yeah. Big questions. Big questions. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, I think you didn't hear it because there's a slight delay, but I said it right in between the gap, which will show up in the recording. No, I, I heard it. I heard it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess there's not that big, much of a delay, so that's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> um, th- yeah. That was not an additional part of the drop. All yeah, right, we've we're just gonna... added, like, bops to all the drops. Added all hey, that rhyme. <laughs> I mean, we could just play the drop again if you want. No, no, no. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could. I could just start playing the drops randomly in the show. Probably not mm-hmm. smart, though. <laughs> Is Taysom Hill a set it and forget it? I love how that rhymes. QB starter until Drew Brees comes back. He's facing the Eagles this week. But this is like talking about matchup dependent. He scored 23 or more points in two of his three games. In the one where he didn't, he still scored 17.5. And I think his rushing ability, if you have an elite quarterback, no. But I think you can... He said it and forget it in all but the toughest of matchups, not against like the Colts. Yeah, I think I'm not setting it and forgetting it because I think that there could be some better waiver wire options and even just options on your own team. But uh, definitely, he's a good ad to have. I mean, there's not really better waiver wire options in any given matchup. It's just if Taysom Hill has a tough one. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So don't just forget about him because someone might have a better matchup. Yeah, but I, I would start Taysom Hill over anyone who's really on the waiver wire right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fair. Yeah, I guess he's not said it and forget it. Let's not go that far just yet. Should Travis Fulgham be dropped by now? And I, he should have been dropped two weeks ago, first of all. Or maybe mm-hmm. one week. One week ago. We'll say one week ago. But he's rostered in 55.9% of ESPN leagues. I don't understand why people haven't dropped him yet. I mean, I guess because he's rostered in a lot. We have to talk about Yeah, it. I mean, I... I picked him up just a few weeks ago or right before this week just to see if for some reason he would have some crazy rebound. And honestly, I'm going to hold on to him for one more week just because I want to see what he does with Jalen Hurts. But uh, things aren't looking good for him right now. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to pass even less. They're going to try to establish the run. That was the report. And mm-hmm. like, I want to see who his favorite receiver comes out to be, though. It's probably I, – I mean, I think Jalen Rager has been – he's been more productive than Travis Fulgham. Yeah, what's one example? I mean, remember Teddy Bridgewater? Like, how – or Kyle Allen, his favorite receiver was DJ Moore, DJ Moore, DJ Moore. And then right when Robbie Anderson came along, it kind of seemed like DJ Moore would be the favorite. But then it turned out to be Robbie Anderson. And then right when we got P.J. Walker to come in, the game, the one game that P.J. Walker played, all he did was throw the ball to DJ Moore, and he really kind of left Robbie Anderson out. So I just want to make sure that that's that we're not having that kind of a case here. But, I mean, yeah, actually, things aren't looking good for Fulgham right now. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. But I do think I, I would – I guess you you can I guess you can roster him for one more week, but I would not be I would be fine with dropping him. I would drop mm-hmm. him for Tim Patrick. Yeah, I would drop him for Darnell Mooney. I would drop him for Kiki QT. I would drop him for T Y Hilton. All those guys, um, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. they're widely available, so you could definitely drop Travis Fulcom if you want to. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. there any reason at all to be worried about Terry McLaurin? Two receptions for fourteen yards last week against the Steelers, but there I would say there's no reason because here's what happened in that game. Every single time Terry McLaurin ran a route, Steelers were double-teaming him. They were all over him. Every single time he got the ball, there's two guys diving on him. They basically, because Terry McLaurin has been productive in every other game this season, they keyed solely on him. But you saw, Chris, what J.D. McKissick did to them in that game. He absolutely torched them. I don't think any defensive coordinator is ever going to make that mistake again. So McLaurin is going to be fine. I'm not worried about him. His value has not changed for me. Yeah, I'm not worried about McLaurin at all either. I think this is just kind of – it's not really even a flute game. It's just that that Pittsburgh defense is so incredible, and I don't think you should have been expecting a ton, maybe a little bit more. I mean, I, yeah, you should have been expecting a little bit more, but it's not. It's nothing to worry about. They were covering him the whole game. That's why we saw guys like Cam Sims and Steven Sims able to get involved by – by the way, Cam Sims, one of my deep sleepers. Also, by the way, uh, the week before, Gabriel Steven Davis, Sims. one of my other deep sleepers, went for 14, so – you know, going pretty well with my deep sleepers. <laughs> Irv Smith Jr., my first deep sleeper. It was okay for a while and then didn't really happen. But speaking of the Washington football team, a piece of news that we forgot. I mean, Antonio Gibson, I think it was according to Ian Rappaport, is dealing with a bad case of turf toe. Um, Unlikely to play this week. Well, I don't even know if he'll come back in any of the next three yeah. weeks. Some of these injuries are relatable, but I had turf toe once. You did? It was so incredibly painful. Is it, it's not actually, clarify for the listeners, it's not actually turf in your toe. No. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I had like bad toe pain. And then one morning I walked, I stood up and like, I could not even move my toe. If I put any pressure on it, it hurt so bad. It's like one of the worst injuries and it takes forever to heal too. It took forever. Like I remember it was uh, during my sixth grade year and for my sixth grade graduation or whatever, I was hobbling around because it hurts so bad. I was like, just filled up on a bunch of Advils, you know, so wait, trying to make it through. You might be an insider on this. Was it, do you think Gibson, because of your pain, do you think he sits out three weeks? Mm. And misses the entire See, thing? this is the thing. What happened to me was after I tried to come back, I kind of re-aggravated a little bit. So I'll say, out, say he sits out too, but with any bit of a setback, he could be out three to four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because he's, t- he's a tough guy, and I don't think they're going to mm-hmm. have a setback with him. Yeah. So... But, yeah, I mean, he, I guess – so, yeah, as an insider here, Mr. Doctor says he's mm-hmm. going to come back for the fantasy championship, yes. which means you should hold on to him. Yes, I'm a very good doctor. I'm just saying that one time I had it, so I'm trying to guess how long it took me. <laughs> Quite a doctor I am. Well, I mean, you're saying, like, if you hadn't re-aggravated it, you could have come back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Probably, yeah. Gibson only misses one week. Do you think he? Do you think like you could have, if you were like Gibson, could you have toughed it out and made it back for one week after one week? Maybe. I'm not really okay, sure. So, it was a little bit ago. It was over three years ago. All so. right, so one or two weeks. That's what our prediction is. Two. Okay, two is our prediction, but it could be one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. By the way, I'm maybe just three. Barber, it, so if, it, it's re, if it's re-aggravated, maybe three. I was curious what Peyton Barber had been doing in why he was out. 14 carries for 23 yards. <laughs> no, don't pick up Peyton Barber. Do not. Yeah, even though he's going to get a ton of carries. 14, 23 so 23 yards on 14 carries. Watching like, him like in the game, that's why Washington like Washington could have done so much better in that game that they actually won. Like if Antonio, I was watching like on for example on one run, Peyton Barber's like a few yards back at the line of scrimmage. Gibson would have exploded forward for three or four. Barber just like uh, it's, it's so slow. He's so slow. He just hesitates a little bit, dives into the line, no gain. Mm-hmm. Like, Gibson can hit those holes. Barber, he, like, he didn't seem to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why he averaged 3.2 yards per carry last win year. win football team, though. I mean, we got to give them credits. How about the NFCs, though, as a whole? They be Pretty good. The Seahawks and the Steelers. The NFC East. In one that, week. That explains it all. I mean, those, they, those the, words. the entirety of the NFC East going into this week didn't have a single win against the team above 500. And they just got two against two of the best above 500 teams in the league. So, pretty crazy. Yeah. The Steel- NFC East is actually looking good on defense. Like, the Giants and football team. I mean, it's kind of crazy that these two are actually, like, like I wouldn't want to play either of these teams in the playoffs or going forward at all. Imagine being 11-0 and and then losing to a team with no name. <laughs> that was right. good. That was good. Yeah, that's. I told you I wouldn't play it too often, but if it, there was a good moment where it came. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Outlook of the Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts at QB. And I think, I mean, I do. Peterson says stuff that he doesn't really mean. He's like, Jalen Hurts will get more involved. Two snaps. But, I mean, I do believe that Miles Sanders will get the ball at least a little bit more just because it's smart strategy. And um, he'll get maybe a few more pass catches, although Boston Scott may steal some of those. Um. I think the, this offense is better, though, with Hertz's scrambling ability, the ability to pick up first downs, move the chains. He's got Jalen Raker. He's got Travis Fulgham if he really needs him. I guess it, or Ertz and Goddard both back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they uh, are. So. I think er- that it's I'm, – I'm very happy to have Ertz rostered right now because he likes to throw to Ertz. Like, that's really one of those. I mean, Fulgham has really fallen out of the offense, but it's really kind of – or, yeah, Ertz with yeah. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So I'm interested to see what he does. Zach Ertz could be a nice add to have on your team. Especially, I mean... Goddard's the better player, though. He's Goddard's only rostered in 70% of leagues. And in some leagues, people that were especially dire at the tight end position or really liked some guys, they might have just gone ahead and dropped him. So maybe go ahead and check. I mean, he's not a dire guy to pick up, but if you if he's there, I'd go ahead and take it. There's a lot of question marks. And uh, with a... With someone that's really, it's not going to hurt your team too bad, but there are a lot of question marks. Sometimes question marks can be a good thing because we don't know if they're going <laughs> to turn up. And if they do, then that could be huge. So I'm happy to have him on my team. And then from a Jason Jalen Hurts standpoint, I don't think he's an ad yet just because of how bad this Philadelphia Eagles offensive line has been. I think that's really what's going to hold them back, especially the running game. I don't necessarily believe that Miles Sanders is going to be a top, is going to be an RB1 moving forward, but uh, I still think that, the offense is going to be improved. It's time to get Carson Wentz to go. Just too many turnovers. 
I don't think it's just some million, kind of spark from Jalen Hurts. Fifty-nine million in dead cap if they cut him after this year. Jeez. Mm. See, I mean, they they can't really get rid of him until at least after next year. They just gotta hold on to him and eat the money. I don't know. Or they could just get rid of him and eat the money. Yeah, they gotta get a trade. There's nobody who was gonna trade for Carson Wentz. I mean, maybe like maybe the football team could take him. Mm, I mean, like, I, I know Alex, Alex Smith, Smith is back, is but it would be interesting to see them try and develop Carson Wentz behind Alex Smith. Carson Carson Wentz has a bad attitude. I don't know the man personally. I just what? think that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, but I was trying to get you a victory lap there earlier because you, I mean, Dallas Goddard's a better roster tight end than Zach Ertz at this point. Mm-hmm. Victory lap yeah. time because Chris said that might happen. And I said, that's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. That might be close, but it's not going to be in favor of Dallas Goddard. And it is. Players mm-hmm. with league winning playoff schedules. This isn't really a big question. This is more like big celebration. Allen Robinson. He plays Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Mike Evans plays Minnesota, Atlanta, and Detroit. And Lamar Jackson plays Cleveland and Jacksonville, which are two great matchups. Then the Giants, who are pretty tough against the pass, but not so not that great against the run. So I think Lamar should do pretty well with that. All three of these guys could end up winning your league. I, I Evans disagree with Lamar. Godwin or Brown. I would disagree with the Lamar. I think that the way this Giants defense is playing right now, they are totally shutting down quarterback runs and all that. I don't think that's a good playoff matchup, but I do like Cleveland and Jacksonville. One guy that I'm interested in, over Lamar is, or well, I guess this goes as two, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Last oh, we three forgot games. Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. D- Detroit, Carolina, and Tennessee. That's, I think, better for Aaron. Who's it better for? I don't know. Those Detroit, are both great. I mean, Detroit Fantastic. is good for both. Carolina is better for uh, the pass. And then Tennessee is good for both. So, well, no, you're I mean, good I, there. I would say Carolina. They're all good for both. Carolina has been pretty bad against the pass, but also bad against the run, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so that's where I'd rather have him than Lamar Jackson because in the playoffs, I want Aaron Rodgers, who's been playing so well week 16. That's who I want in right. my lineup. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, Mike, I think I would agree, but I, the reason I put Mike Evans is what I was saying. Um, he, he seems to have the highest ceiling of the wide receivers in Tampa Bay right now, so that's that's like league winning potential. Yeah, though I do, I do about like Scott, and he's been sneakily kind of remained the number one guy there, the number one target for Don Brady, so. Okay, yeah. Not on that. But, I mean, Evans has been getting targets. Like, that surprised, that surprised me that Brady just started throwing to Evans suddenly. Yeah, I mean, but if you look at Chris Godwin, in the last three games he's like had – bad, but, like – In the last three games, Chris Godwin has had, tw- uh, I could think, brain, uh, 20 receptions. So – or not 20, uh, uh, 21. Well, we need to look at the targets, though. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, I'll, excuse me. I'll give you some target numbers. Um, let's look at the. Oh, I probably should have edited that out, but then I said, "Excuse me." So I, I can't edit out this stupid. Call nine now. targets, ten, six, uh, six targets, ten targets, and nine targets. So. so that's a combined twenty-five. Evans actually has a combined twenty-nine. So more. Oh wow. He just doesn't catch a ton of them. I think it's because he gets the deeper ones. Chris Godwin gets the more consistent catches. But, I mean, I like the deeper ones. I like that for my ceiling. I like the touchdowns and the deeper ones. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying league-winning potential. Yeah. I guess we should have put league winning or yeah, <laughs> players with potentially league winning playoff schedules. Yeah. Okay. Um, as I type that in, stall for the starter sit drop. I like how you're putting it in even though we're not gonna mention it again on the podcast. I just like having the note sheets be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda <laughs> All right, funny. Let's move on to start or sit. 
starter sit. Oh dang it! That was so. That was not good. That was off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, I heard that. That was off. It, yeah, but it was it was off on my end too. Even with the slight de- without the slight mm-hmm. delay, it was still off. <laughs> okay, starter sit number one: Miles Sanders versus the Saints. Oh my goodness! Increased workload, but I'm saying wait and see. The only reason I'm starting him, guys, is because I don't have any better options. He's a sit against the top run defense in football. I might even actually – I'm starting to think I might sit him myself. But, yeah, he's a, he's a sit unless you really don't have anyone. But, like, mm-hmm. there are – I mean, Ty Johnson – do you think Ty – would you rather have Ty Johnson than Miles Sanders if Frank Gore sits? Mm. Tough one. No, I would not. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I would. I don't trust Adam Gase. But Miles Sanders isn't going to get anything. Doug Peterson picked the one game where Miles Sanders won't get anything going to say he's going to get the carries. And he's going to be like, see, I told you guys. <sighs> Actually, he's facing New Orleans. But, yeah, I'd still trust Miles Sanders. That's how much I don't like Adam Gase. But Adam Gase will feed Ty Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm going Ty Johnson. I, I, but the, the fact is I'm picking up Ty Johnson and I may not start him over Sanders. Yeah, that's it's, my it's pick. the more risky I, play. Like, it's one of those plays because of name value, you don't feel confident in doing it. But – if you really think about it, just pretend that these two players didn't have names. They're player A and player B. Based on their past scores, who are you starting? You know? Oh, no, actually, here's what you should do. Switch their names around. <laughs> no, that's just stupid. Yeah. Um, player A and player B. Player A, he got a ton of carries. Frank Gore was productive when he was out. Player B has been absolute trash. <laughs> well, that makes it – faces the top red defense, but is supposed to get more involved. Well, that sounds like player A for sure. So I think that means Ty, Ty Johnson. Okay. Well, that was – thank you, Chris. It sounds so obvious, but it actually helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Player B has been absolute trash. <laughs> All right. Giovanni Bernard versus Dallas. This is one of my other fantastic options. And I'm sitting him because he's been absolute, absolute, absolute trash. I would start Ty Johnson over Giovanni Bernard. If yeah, me too. I definitely would as well. Because the Bengals offense just can't get anything going. And um, it's not, it's not going to be – Pretty for Giovanni mm-hmm. Bernard. I'm sitting him. He's not an awful start, but I am sitting him. All right, let's move on to our next starter sit. Evan Ingram versus the Cardinals. Um, I would say start him because even with Colt McCoy playing, he had eight targets last game. And Mr. Uh, Giants expert here says Daniel Jones is coming back. Correct. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, it sounds like Daniel Jones is going to come back, though that is not possible. I'd say – or not possible. <laughs> uh, not certain. He, I'm going to guess he's going to go in with a questionable tag, but – going to be interesting to see what happens. He's definitely a start. Cardinals are not good against the tight end, too. Or, or actually, no, they are. Never mind. They yeah, weren't good last seventh year. Seventh-ranked defense against tight ends in half PPR. Yeah, they were good last year, but uh, he's just going to get a ton of targets with Daniel Jones. So this Giants offense is playing better and better. Daniel Jones is doing a much better job of holding onto the ball. And so if Daniel Jones is starting, I'm saying start. If he's sitting, I'm actually going to go ahead and say sit. So uh, just keep an eye on that, but you guys know what the info is. Okay. Yeah, I'll say I'll say the uh, I'll actually say start either way because he kind of proved me wrong getting a lot of targets with Colt McCoy last week. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he didn't do that well. Actually. Yeah, I'm just he I actually didn't do that well. Colt so McCoy did, only had wrong. one throw over 20 yards. Okay. Well, Evan Ingram's always been and a it was short to intermediate though. guy anyway. All right. Yeah. Next up, Brandon Ayuk versus the Washington Football Team. That's a tough matchup, but I'm going to start him, even with the competition for targets, because when it comes down to it, Brandon Ayuk is the number one receiver in that offense with George Kittle sidelined. He just is. It's no longer Debo. Like, I mean, you got to do the player A and player B thing. Just name value. You got to just make sure that you don't get fooled. 
Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think that Brandon Ayuk is a sit. I don't think he's going to find this end zone, the end zone this week against a, uh, a really good Washington defense just as a whole. And so I think that the 49ers in general are just going to struggle. They're not going to be able to get much going. Nick Mullins is especially going to struggle. And I don't think he's going to be able to find his favorite target, Ayuk, especially if the Washington ends up putting their number one corner on him. So I just – I'd say I'd keep him on the bench. Maybe he's a back-end flex play at most, but – I'm really just looking to keep him on my bench. I don't think he's going to find the end zone this week. I'm confident in him finding a finding a way. I'm he's so good. He's, mm-hmm. he's I mean he's been on such a hot streak. You can't really sit him. Dalton Schultz versus the Bengals, Mister Consistency, and I'm starting him because Dalton Schultz. Let's be real. He's been a top twelve tight end more weeks than he hasn't, and he has the Bengals who are thirtieth against tight ends in half PPR. He's a start, barely, not a good one. But he is. Yeah, he's not a great start, but he is a start just because he's facing the Bengals. I don't like Andy Dalton, but uh, I do like the matchup, and that's really the only reason why. Other than that, I think he's a sit. But so wait, again, start- he always makes it onto the show, Dalton Schultz. So wait, you're wait, you said you were sitting Ingram, but starting Schultz. Yes. Imagine sitting Ingram and starting Schultz. I don't know if that one was as good, but anyway, I guess. I, <clears throat> wait, I'm I'm starting both of them though. I mean, it, it's you. You're right. You can't just go off of name value. That was kind of just a name value joke. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to booms and busts. Booms and busts. That was okay. It wasn't the greatest, and uh, Chris could completely hear how good it was. It was all right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say it one time. I'll say it one time so perfectly that they can't even tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it's going to be funny. Hopefully there's no delay on like the computer audio. I don't think there is for like, because it's recording like, wow. It's recording instantly since I'm recording it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't think there really is. Booms and busts. My first boom might seem kind of obvious, but Keenan Allen wasn't the greatest last week. He was all right, but he was facing Stephon Gilmore. That was a 45-0 game. Total fluke. Throw it out the window. He's facing Atlanta this week. Fire him up. He's a nice wide receiver one play. And then A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill versus Jacksonville are nice plays this week. A.J. Brown wasn't bad last week against Cleveland. Fumbled a touchdown. That would have made it a really nice game for him. He's such a great deep threat. And Jacksonville, I mean, they may they may. May, they may even be an easier matchup than Cleveland. Probably about the same, mm-hmm. though. So, both of yeah, those I guys. And Tannehill got 27 out. last week against Cleveland. So, he should be great this yeah, week. Yeah, I love sorry. this. AJ oh. Brown just has a great playoff schedule. He's one of those that we definitely could have included in that playoff schedule list. Uh, my first one is Austin Hooper. And, again, I mean, I just love the matchup here. And I think that he's going to be able to uh, find the What's end. What's the matchup? Hmm? What's the matchup? Let me look. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> He says oh, I love God, the matchup. Let me look. It, but I, I had a good reason, but for some reason, it's I've, I've lost it. Uh, what was it? Uh, the matchup, but you don't know what it is. No, the matchup was against Baltimore. <laughs> oh, there doesn't really seem to be a good reason. Oh yeah, Baltimore just gave up nine. Or, oh wait, no. <laughs> Epic <laughs> fail on the. I, I have some bus. really good reasons. Epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is I actually had some very good reason for this. And for some reason, I just can't think of it. You can't Hmm. think of it, can you? Okay, guess what, guys? 
I mixed my teams up, so uh, I'll have to give you guys a, a new a new boom cannon. <laughs> you mixed your teams up. Oh my goodness. I mixed. I, I forgot that the I thought the Steelers played the Cowboys for some reason. <laughs> nice one, Chris. Uh, so let me see. Uh, this is kind of awkward. I'll just go to my number two. It's Cam Akers, and he's just gonna get a ton of work this week. I think this is a game where he really steps onto the scene. People are gonna wish they had him, and he's finally paved his way in that backfield. He's due for a huge game coming up right here, and I think he's gonna find his one this week. Definitely, he's an RB two going on RB one for me this week. Let's give Chris a round of applause for successfully completing a boom and bust. <laughs> Not a bust. Thank you. Oh, oops, that was probably a little bit too loud, wasn't it? That was a little bit loud. <laughs> I have no other. idea. It was. I think it was a little bit louder than the other one, so sorry about that. I'll fix that next time, but it's all right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, and it wasn't really that loud either. All right, so, mm-hmm. um, let's, so, so, yeah, you completed your booms. You didn't actually complete a bust, but we're going to go to the busts. <laughs> Should that be our signature bust sound effect? I have no idea. I don't know if they're. I, I mean, I guess if you want to have a signature bust up. My bust is Logan Thomas, who's a good ad, but not for this week. He's facing San Francisco. He's coming off a huge game, so there's going to be huge expectations. Logan Thomas has been fine this year, but not like great. And now he's facing the top fantasy tight end defense in half PPR. So that's a pretty obvious bust there. And then Devontae Parker versus Kansas City. He's been good lately. Didn't have a great game last game, but I think he's still got some good targets. And he, the previous two games, he was very good. But, I mean, he's, his value has regressed a little bit. Regressed a little bit with Tua. And Kansas City's pass defense, they're third against wide receivers in half PPR. They've been great. And Tua should have a hard time in the game, probably. So, mm-hmm. Calvin, let's go to I your have bus. my boom. You have your boom? To replace Austin Hooper. It's Eric Ebron, guys. And he is on the Steelers. So, uh, again, the Steelers are in it. But they're facing Buffalo. And I actually really like this matchup. They gave up a uh, touchdown. Or, wait, did they? Yes, they, they played San Francisco. Whew, I'm really off, guys. <laughs> but they gave up a touchdown to Jordan Reed. And now Eric Ebron, who's been playing absolutely incredible. I mean, he's been just putting up really solid numbers. He's been almost at 10 points in – I mean, he's been above 8.9 in – let me see – in five of his last six games. So I think that's going to continue. And I think he's just going to put up a, a good, decent scoring game It's in terms of yards, and then he's going to find his way into the end zone. And that's really going to put it in the boom category for him. All right. By the way, that was one of my, my better picks of the year. People didn't really have uh, well, whatever his name is, Eric Ebron, on their list, but uh, I did. Let me see where I ranked him. Actually, I'm kind of interested. Oh yeah, no, I think yeah, you ranked Eric Ebron as a nice little sleeper. I liked the pick. I think I might have moved him up on your urging. I put him as tight end twenty, so never mind. You let me missed. see. You put him as tight end number sixteen, so pretty solid pick there. Yeah, that was pretty good. If I do say so myself. I like it. I'm not really sure why I didn't put him higher. So I like a victory lap on the pick. And you're so you can move on to your busts now. Yeah, uh my first bust, and this is this guy's gonna struggle with this matchup. It's Henry Ruggs. And I'll tell you guys why I think that he's not gonna do good. Because his score last week was very much padded by that one huge touchdown. That is not coming again this week. He should be Nobody's going to all-out blitz on the last play of the game. Yeah, he has. He should be all-out. And then he's playing Indiana, who is known to not give up massive plays. Though they have struggled in the past few weeks, they're going to recover nicely against this Raiders team. A, Henry Ruggs is a deep threat. B, his score was padded by a touchdown last week. C, he's playing Indiana. And D, Derek Carr only likes to throw small passes. 
unless you're playing a really bad defense. So, I just do not like everything. I think he's going to finish with a goose egg this week. That's my prediction. Ooh, bold there. Then your second bust is Jordan Reed, who didn't – he did all right against an easy matchup this week, but – Yeah, and, I mean, though he did get into the end zone, it wasn't a a magnificent showing, and now he's facing Washington, who's been overall really solid. I think they're going to have some trouble scoring the ball, and just an offense that is overall struggling. So I'd like him to finish below five points, I think, this week. All right. So let's roll the credits. Oh, wait, we need to get credits actual music. Wait, Calvin, did you do your second bust? Uh, who is it? Devontae Parker. Yeah, no, I did it. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, let's see. Let's, I, I need to find, a, I need to find, like, a trumpet sound effect. Trumpet sound effect public domain. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, well, anyway, if you have questions about fantasy football, you can email us at secondandgoldfantasygmail.com or contact us on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. I've basically memorized this, so now what I can do is just, <laughs> um, I can say it while looking for a sound. Um, if you uh, want to follow us on Twitter for updates stutters. about the podcast, you can do so at SGF Pod. Follow our live show on Twitter at SG Sports Talk. Click the link in the description to find it or download the SPORTSCASTR app and uh, follow us at SG Sports Talk. You can go to sp- sportscaster.com. That's what it's called, sportscaster. Sportscaster.com slash SG Sports Talk to find it online as well. And um, although I would recommend you download the app, it's a very good app. Um, so yeah, you should download that. You can find my sports articles at news.sportscaster.com slash author slash Calvin K S G F. And uh, I haven't written one in a while. I should probably get one up there soon though. And, um, if you want to, uh, if you want to check out my fantasy football articles for Luke Brown sports talk, follow him on Twitter at LB underscore sports talk, click the link in the description and um, you can mm-hmm. go find my articles there. And, uh, so yeah, that's about it. I think. Um, is there anything yeah. else? Oh, no, you can go to sites.google.com slash view slash second goal fantasy for preseason rankings and to find those articles, although you should check out Luke's site. It's a cool site. Um, mm-hmm. Email our live show at talk at gmail.com with questions. And make sure to follow all our Twitter accounts. If you follow all four, you just get the if second and goal full experience. Second and mm-hmm. goal yeah. empire here. Second goal <laughs> fantasy, second goal sports talk. It's great. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, Chris, you have to sit through the full 26 seconds of this uh, outro. Mm. Maybe I'll go. just be talking the whole time. We can't just end it and be like, all right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Oh, my fantasy. Thanks for listening, everybody.